Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to whoever, wherever you are in the world. Because I got some world fans, y'all. My name is Jonathan Franz, and you have walked into the Integratus podcast. I had a mate uh, call, <laughs> send me a voice note the other day. He was listening to some other podcasts, and I somehow snuck into his ears on random on Spotify and there I was on uh, on his journey he actually told me that he was uh he was he was on psychedelics in the Blue Mountains and I had mysteriously popped into his ears and it was episode 13 all about shadows anyway he said to me that he got a lot of value out of the podcast and he just was spreading some love which I thought was amazing. It is wild. You know, I just just never know how this podcast permeates across in the in the atmosphere in the universe and all the people around me that are intertwined in my life somewhere along the line. Anyway, we are at episode 14. Holy Dooley's episode 14. That's 14 weeks. Fuck. 14 weeks. I think last episode, or maybe the episode before that, I think it was the ayahuasca episode. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back to the ayahuasca episode. It was a bit of a hit with everyone. Uh, it seems like whenever I do these, you know, big experiences, six day water fast, ayahuasca, um, Journeys like that, that really go deep into the subconscious, that go deep into healing, that seem alternative at some level, people like, um, people like. It's interesting because it's always, it's, it's, it's a bit funny like this, you know, we, we all, we're always curious and interested in the things that we feel like either we can't do or we want to do, which is normal. It's normal and natural. So anyway, Ayahuasca, I think that was episode 12. Go check that out. That's my journey uh, in ceremony. Uh, and I share some insights that I got over that period. And that's it. Episode 14. So I'm just going to pause it here for a second because I've got an ice pack strapped to my left knee. My body is in all sorts at the moment. Niggles everywhere. So let's just press pause for a second. Okay, uh, we are back. I apologize for potentially the speed at what or how I'm talking right now. I feel like I'm very over-caffeinated. 
I have adrenaline running through my body and my veins. And I feel pretty freaking amped up for probably a few reasons. But anyway, I'll leave them till later. Uh, like I said, just before I pressed pause, my body's in all sorts. At the moment, a couple of weeks ago, I had a back injury. Uh, that's slowly recovered, but still quite tender. My left knee has sort of blown up a little bit. It's been a niggling thing for a couple of months, but did some deep pistol squats, which I'll talk about a little bit later because it leads into today's podcast and a side story. Um, right elbow is pretty niggly again, a couple of months, and left shoulder. I feel, I feel a little bit broken at the moment, a little bit broken. It's teaching me to rest, teaching me to go slow and, and just teaching me to take care of these little niggles. Man, injuries, you know, sometimes they, they can be with you for life um, and it becomes more of a managing. You, we just, we're managing it. I'm managing the pain. I, I'm managing the strength and the, the tendons and the areas around it. And, you know, then there's also just fucking emotions. Like, I feel like I've been on the roller coaster ride of emotions lately. Um, feel like I'm releasing a lot just coming through my body. Um, aches and pains. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm upgrading at some level. This normally happens whenever I, whenever I go through a bit of a rough period, you know, a roller coaster ride of emotions, and my body starts to resurface its old niggles. Um, yeah, I I always feel that's like an upgrade. Something's happening. Something is transforming inside of me. Look, I can't really explain it. You might feel similar in some areas. Sometimes you just wake up and you feel a certain way and you have absolutely no idea why. Um, yeah, I'm just getting more in tune that we're all connected at some level. Collectively, we're all connected. Um, anyway, another podcast for another time. Today, I would like to talk about two things. One, masculine and feminine dynamics, in particular, the physical expression of masculine and feminine energies and dynamics. And then two, I would also like to talk about good, bad, right or wrong, black and white thinking, which is leaning more towards the masculine sides of things. A few moments ago, I just mentioned about my knee. Um, yesterday, I was doing a pistol squat. A pistol squat is basically a single-legged squat. And you go all the way down and you bring your opposite leg in front of you. And typically, that it's straight. It's very uh, advanced movement. It takes a lot of coordination, balance, strength, uh, mobility, it's it's a big movement and it will expose a lot of one's weaknesses 
I've done pistol squats for... I've done very different variations of pistol squats pretty much my whole life. And I I like the exercise. I don't do it all the time. It's quite demanding. Anyway, yesterday I was doing a few pistol squats. I wasn't focusing on the down phase. I was actually just focusing on um, the very bottom phase. And I was changing legs. It kind of looks like a bit like a, a funny dance move. Someone balancing on one leg crouched all the way down with their opposite leg straight and then bringing the straight leg in bringing that on the ground and then extending the opposite leg and I was doing that and I felt like two big clicks in my knee my left knee and my knee's been a little bit dodgy over the last couple of months I can't quite work out what's going on but there's particular weakness in my quad and my VMO, which is like they call it the teardrop muscle, which is right uh, close to the kneecap on the inside of the knee. And that on my left side doesn't really fire uh, much. It takes a lot to like activate the muscle. It's quite dormant and asleep. I think that's got something to do with uh, my knee pain. And I've you know, had a few little injuries here and there over the last couple of months, just small little niggles. Anyway, I was doing this and I felt these two clicks in my my knee and I was like, whoa, that didn't feel too good. And, you know, I did, uh, I brought in a few modalities, one called this voodoo floss band, which is like a rubber band that you um, wrap around the knee. It's a bit like a tourniquet and it just restricts blood to the area and then flushes new blood to the area uh, i did a couple of them i went home and rested that's why i've got an ice pack you know on my knee or had an ice pack on my knee so it's been a little bit swollen i can see that there's some inflammation there today and it just needs rest it needs some time off that that range of motion the deep range of motion and I just need to be a little bit more conscious of the positions that I put it in. Anyway, I had a trainer uh, see me wrapping the knee and he's like, you know, what's going on? I said, oh, I hurt my I hurt my knee the other day, yesterday doing some pistol squats. And he's like, oh, pistol squats. You know, what do you think about pistol squats? And I said, I like them. You know, I, I think they're advanced movement. I think they're pretty hard to do. And um. It really is a full embodiment of single-legged strength, um, mobility, and stability. Um, and he was saying that that the bottom of a pistol squat is like a lumbar curve. And it's true. If you don't have good range of motion or good um, dorsiflexion in your left ankle, then or, or your right ankle or your ankles just generally, then you will round through that lower back. And when I do it, uh, I don't have the best dorsiflexion. I typically elevate my heel for that. But if I don't, I'm going to be rounding in my lower back. And he was saying that it, it's, it can put pressure on the lumbar spine. And it's true. It can put pressure on the lumbar spine. Some way or another, we got to the conversation of the exercise being, it's not a good exercise. And the comment of it being a dangerous exercise for the lower back or if you want to hurt yourself, keep doing pistol squats, uh, 
those comments were sort of thrown around inside of this conversation. And whenever, whenever there's like a harsh sort of strong perspective on something being bad, I always have my ears sort of pricked up and I can often get quite triggered because I don't look at things as good, bad, right or wrong. I think it's important to have those perspectives. It kind of brings us back into alignment and we, we get to you know, find out what works for us and, and doesn't work for us. But I ultimately believe we need to let go of that thinking and, and be open to different perspective perspectives. And for example, this position, it was like, I was like, I can clearly see that they think this exercise is bad. And I really do understand what they're saying. Like I get the mechanics of the pistol squat. Like not everybody, not like a pistol squat is something that I wouldn't prescribe for pretty much 90% of the population. Like 90% of the population can't actually do pistol squats. So therefore have the the regression, you know, and there's so many regressions. You could just sit on a chair with one leg, use their the arm bars to assist you to get back up again and, and do that for repetitions. And there you go. You've got a regressed version of a pistol squat. But if you're able to do a pistol squat, if you're not pushing through major pain, right, or not major pain, if you're just not, if you're not pushing through a, a sense of pain and you want to work that range of motion, you want to test your ability in that way, then go for it. Like, who's to say that that exercise is bad or good, right? It's an exercise. It's a exercise. And, you know, the, the conversation, I was like, okay, well, for example, what about jujitsu? Like jujitsu, people are put in all these different shapes and odd, peculiar positions. And I said, well, you could argue that these are all bad positions because the spine is not neutral, it's not stacked, it's not perfectly aligned, right? And the comment was, that's why a lot of people get injured in jiu-jitsu, which is true, right? But people don't get injured in jiu-jitsu purely because they're being in these positions. People get injured in jiu-jitsu because one, they don't they haven't learnt the appropriate technique. Two, they've never been in these positions before and they get forced into these positions by another person who's basically trying to choke someone out or break a leg, right, and win the fight. Like it's it's totally different context. You can't just turn around and say, oh, that's why people get injured because they get put in these certain positions. To some level, it's true. And to another perspective, it's very dogmatic. It's a dogmatic point of view. And it leaves the mind feeling right. right? This is why we label things. This is why we, we call things as black and white right, good or bad, because the mind loves this. Our ego loves this. This is what the ego and the mind is designed to do, to categorize things, to label things. 
Right? Our whole society is built on this perspective. And often people that have very harsh, very black and white views don't allow a lot in in their life. They can't be curious, right? They're not open-minded. They don't know how to soften. They often become judgmental, right? They're dogmatic. They're terrified of being wrong. They love being right, right? Again, this is the ego. This is normal. This is natural. And the thing for me to work on in these situations is when I feel this kind of resistance, when I feel this like, oh no, that's a bad exercise, right? You shouldn't be doing that. When I feel that very one-sided approach, all my shit comes up, right? And my shit, I, I've got the shadow of dominance. I can be quite dominating in those situations. And I mean, adrenaline's coursing through my veins, you know, I'm also wanting, my ego's also wanting to be right. I'm trying to change the way somebody else thinks, right? I can get quite dominating. I might speak louder. You know, someone accuses me, I, I accuse them back. I get defensive. I mean, it's just, it's part of a healthy argument and, or a healthy discussion and uh, I had to leave in, in this discussion. I, had to, I was catching up with coffee um, with a mate outside. And I, I went to sit down. And literally for the first 15 to 20 minutes maybe, I couldn't be present with my friend. There's actually an old client. I couldn't be present with him because I was just inflamed with my mind was just so triggered. It was like I'm trying to think about, you know, how I how I can uh, how I can persuade this other person to think, or like the way I want to think, or you know, what would what would I want to say next? And my mind is just replaying all these things that I could say, could have said, you know, when's my next opportunity to pick up this conversation? And it's like I'm just triggered. Ten out of ten triggered. And I eventually sort of calmed down and I chilled out. I went back into the gym and, you know, the, the, these trainers were still there. And uh, I said, oh, you know, we'll pick this conversation up another time. And, and I left. And look, I know it's all a bit of fun and games, right? I think these are, these are healthy discussions, right? When someone believes something and another person believes something else, it's healthy. It's a good discussion to have, Right. And so I went home and you know, I'm, I'm looking at like, why is a pistol squat dangerous on YouTube? And then I'm getting all these different perspectives, right? I'm getting the perspective of, you know, oh, pistol squats are dangerous. You know, you shouldn't bend your knee below 90 degrees. The risk versus reward is uh, far outweighs the reward, right? And uh, it's true. You know, it's, it, it all is true. Pistol squats can be dangerous dangerous if i if i say to someone do a pistol squat they've got poor dorsiflexion in their ankles they've got poor uh hip flexor strength they've got poor strength in their leg they've never done a single legged squat before they've got back pain and they go and do a single legged pistol squat my god it's going to be a disaster and yes it will be dangerous of course but if I hold that perspective, uh, 
as a black and white point of view, I've missed it. I've completely missed the point. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing my research. I'm, you know, trying to get my argument. And I'm, and I'm noticing it's like, oh my God, I'm fully in my shit. And I can feel the adrenaline just coursing through my veins. I'm ready, you know, I'm like trying to send it. I'm going to send a text message. It's like a nice kind of polite text message that's going to give these varying opinions. Why some people think it's, you know, good to do pistol squats and it's totally fine. And why other people think it's so dangerous. And, you know, uh, and, and I'm trying to justify. This is another part. This is another thing of what the ego does. The ego loves to justify. The ego wants to be right. So here I am trying to justify justify the way I think. And I'm like, dude, I need to settle the fuck down. Like, I'm way too caffeinated for this shit. I'm way too triggered for this shit. I can't even think straight right now. My breathing is shallow. My mind is racing. Man, I'm not okay to do anything right now. And... I stopped everything. I went to my room. I shut the door. I put a three-minute guided meditation on. It took me literally three minutes to actually like calm down. And again, my mind just in and out, in and out, in and out. And eventually, I calmed down and my breath got deeper. And I started to soften. I started the the process of softening, of opening my heart, softening my mind, breathing deeper. And I was able to objectively look at this situation and see I'm doing the same thing that they're doing. I'm trying to change the way they think And they're trying to change the way I think. Or they're making a point about how they think. And we're in this battle of who's right and who's wrong. And uh, this is an eternal conflict that, that, you know, I'm just giving you a tiny example, but you felt it in your life. You felt it when you're trying to prove something to someone and they, they're not getting it or they believe something else, what happens? There's, there's tension, there's adrenaline, there's fire or there's suppression, there's shutdown, there's shame, there's embarrassment. It's like, imagine the trigger or the triggers like an iceberg. Think about the tip of the iceberg actually being what, is being presented you in the present moment, aka, you know, this pistol squat conversation. For example, like I am triggered, or at least parts of me are triggered due to this conversation that we're having. But what's really going on is that I am, or I have got wounds, deep wounds 
from my childhood, from my teenage years, just from my life that are resurfacing during this trigger. So if the iceberg is like what's what's the the current, the present moment of the trigger, the tip of the iceberg is that, but the the bottom what's underneath the surface is like the rest, the 90%. And that's the core wounds that I've been holding on for my entire life. And now that is what we want to start to look at. So after sitting, you know, with myself and also just a couple of days processing, I've realized that this conversation is not about whether a pistol squat is good, bad, right or wrong. It's it's not about it's not about that. That was the trigger. That was the initial trigger that got me fired up. That you know triggered things like agitation and anger and frustration, and and this this almost like righteousness to to be right. Now it's up to me to look at and ask why. Where is this coming from? How long have I been holding on to this? What was I really triggered by? And there's always a core wound at the bottom of it, and. I can just speak from my experience in this situation. That core wound really uh, comes down to not feeling understood. You know, for a big part of my life, especially my younger, uh, my younger childhood, and also my teenage life, feeling like I wasn't understood, feeling like I was too much. That's sort of a different flavor, but. This also core wound of feeling like I'm going to be made wrong. And I felt as a child that I was always doing something wrong, right? And I got punished and reprimanded for that. So I learned at a very young age that that I had to behave a certain way. I had to do certain things a certain way in order to please my parents, in order to uh, please society, in order to feel safe and get love, right? I, I had to wear these masks. I had to protect myself from being my fullest self because my fullest self wasn't okay at times. And as I grew older, as a teenager, I learned how to defend that point of view. And I typically defended it with fire, defended it with anger. So this like core wound you know, we're talking about, okay, the pistol squat, for example, but there's rage inside of me. There's there's anger inside of me. My adrenaline's pumping. It's like I am, I'm complete survival mode right now. It's hard to think. And that is the core wound of feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And that escalates in my teenagehood of not only am I doing something wrong, but I'm an idiot because of it. And whenever I felt a sense of embarrassment, a sense of um, inadequacy, or a sense of challenge, being challenged as a teenager, being challenged as a child, my initial reaction was to fight. That was how I kept myself safe. And that, is still playing out today. And you might often hear the phrase, he's a fully grown man, but he acts like a teenager. Well, we have fully grown men and women walking around all over this world that are still 
teenagers and children's. And I, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I mean that they're stuck in their wombs because at some degree we are all stuck in our wombs until we decide to not be, until we decide to look at it. And this situation, the reason why I'm making this podcast is because it's, it's important to look at it. This is how I'm looking at it in my life. I'm committed to helping people do that in their lives. I feel like it is the number one priority for all of us to heal. And to make the world a better place and to love each other and love ourselves. That's the only way we can do it if we heal our wounds. And so instead of reprimanding myself, instead of like just shutting down and and getting along with my life, I actually look at these things. I wonder why I'm so angry. Like, what was that core wound? Oh, yeah, it's, it's me feeling not understood. It's me feeling like I'm stupid. It's me not wanting to be caught out like I'm dumb or an idiot. It's me feeling like I've got to fight the challenge because the challenge is threatening. And these are core wounds. These are core wounds as a child and as a teenager. And this is just how I dealt with it. With agitation, frustration, anger, rage, fight. Some people fight. Some people freeze. Some people fly away. And it's important to look at what we do in life and how we do it. How can we collectively come, not to the same point of view, that's not the point, but how can we be open to the way we think and still lead and live with a sense of love and curiosity. And that that's easier said than done. So after this meditation, I softened and I slowed down. And I thought, man, this is a valuable piece here. This good and bad, right and wrong, black and white thinking. This is happening everywhere. I do this all the time. I've, I've been victim to this thinking. Our society, like I said, is built on it to some degree. Science is is trying to prove it. Like what what's right and what's wrong? Well, you know, we've got major industries, laws governed by these principles. So not to make it wrong, because then I'm part of this the whole thing. And I haven't left the game. It's I'm just still in it. It's a different side of the same coin. So I made a decision to like actually transmute it. And what I mean by transmute it is how can I how can I bring this teaching to the world? How can I bring this truth to the world? And you know, I made a little Instagram reel video of it and as soon as I made the video I was like, "Oh wow, I made it like I did like three or four takes." And, you know, it was like, man, it's still all my bullshit in here. Like, it's still me trying to justify. And it took me a while to really, again, soften. But I eventually did one and I replayed it three or four times. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that. I am proud of that because it's it's equal. You know, here I am about, here I am talking about good and bad thinking. If I say that good and bad thinking is bad then I'm literally a part of what I'm saying. I, I'm, it, it's literally, like I said, this, the same side, the different side of the same coin. I'm still in the game of good, bad, and right or wrong if I'm saying good and bad thinking is bad. 
right? I hope you're following with me here. So it's both. It's this dance between both. And it's difficult to do this. But I believe this is this is the keys to the kingdom, to the queendom. This is the keys to the castle. When we slowly open these doors, we, we really begin to soften. We allow so much more into our lives. Our perspective widens. We can have conversations without being so triggered. Good things can happen from them. Positive, like uplifting things can happen for people. So, look. That's it. I did want to go into uh, this masculine and feminine dynamic that I see at the gym. But I'm going to pause on that. I'll I'll leave that for next week because I I really think that this is enough for today. It's even in itself, this is part of the masculine and the feminine. If we think about black and white, good or bad thinking, that is the masculine. It's the structured, right? It's the boxes. It's the lines. It's the holding on to opinions tightly. It's terrified of being wrong. It's righteous in wanting to be right, in needing to be right, right? And it's not like these these this is masculine or toxic max masculine energies and traits. It's just this is how the masculine can form if it's not integrated. And then the opposite is the feminine, right? It's the softening, it's the more receptive, it's the open. But there's also, you know, an unintegrated side of the feminine, which is embarrassment, shame, shutting down, manipulation, like dark manipulation, like pretending like something's all good and then going behind that person's back and manipulating and bitching or setting up some sort of situation to ridicule and blame that other person. There's darkness in both. So it's about coming together. It's about being integrated. And this perspective, this thinking that I'm talking about, being able to notice when you're in one, be able to drop it and come together with that person or yourself is is really important to do and takes a lot of courage. And over time, you're just... Allow more into your life. It'll, ju- it'll just be more enjoyable. It'll be more fun. It'll be more present. There'll be more laughter. So, that's where that is. I hope you can notice where you've got black and white thinking. Don't judge yourself for it. It's not bad. <laughs> it's normal. And um, ask yourself how I can let it go. You know, ask, be curious and wonder why you think the way you think without being dogmatic or without trying to justify or prove someone else wrong. Just let it go. How can I let this go? What if I let this go? All right. Lots of love. Enjoy. And... 
I'll come back to you next week because I'll always be coming back to you next week. And you have a very merry, jolly time. We're walking into October. Long weekend. Be safe, people. Be safe. Don't do drugs. <sighs> I mean, if you do do drugs, then have a good time. But be safe. Be sensible. <laughs> and uh, keep spreading love to the world. And keep being yourself. Peace. Bye. Ooh.